It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, some of that's true. It is Utah Car Sense. It is presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I am Austin Horton. Brian Perdice, or excuse me, Brian Perdice. Brian Producer, Brian Priest, the producer, is producing today. But Jeff Miller is not here, and he blew it because this is a momentous, historic moment. We're back. We're back, and that's George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown Store, not on Zoom, not from another undisclosed location. This feels so unreal. Does the room look the exact same as you remember it? You've had a, some some nice upgrades, I think. Like we threw some garbage away. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's about it. Uh, you uh, so welcome. You're in studio. This has been thank you. When was our last in studio show? It must February? have been right before COVID, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and I uh, did steal Jeff's thunder a little bit by doing the first, uh, you know, in-person studio show, but it does feel good to be back. <laughs> I think you ought to flex on him as hard as you possibly can for being <laughs> the first one back. So we, the world is going the right way. We've got some work left ahead of us still regarding the pandemic, but man, it feels good to have you back in the studio. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, thanks for enduring uh, the Zoom and still doing the shows yeah, no, from that distance. Was, that worked out well, I think, for, for the time being. We we did what we had to do, which a lot of people had to do that for their jobs. It, it wasn't just us, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were working on Zoom for many, many, many months and probably got tired of it. I know I know I was of doing the show. I was so excited to hear we could come do it in studio. I, I jumped at the chance to do the show today. So Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever get Roger back in studio. He's a Zoom guy. He is. He loves that Zoom stuff. And Yeah. Uh, he's, it's because he's old. He's got a face made for and, Zoom. And he's got a face and knees made for not moving. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. And Achilles and shoulders and all that. So he's staying stationary. He might stay on Zoom. That's fine. But I, I would anticipate that you and Jeff will be in studio as much as you possibly can and just makes for better radio. Absolutely. Uh, so now what else makes for better radio is uh, our phone calls, 855-340-ZONE. Any question, comment, story you've got for us, 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in today, we take your name and number down, and at the end of the show we draw from the callers randomly, and whoever is drawn fourth wins a free pickup drop-off within 20 miles standard oil change. From Mark Miller Subaru. Yeah, a lot Pretty of people have been, been coming in for those oil changes lately. I think uh, people were putting it off maybe as, as the pandemic was going on through the winter, and yeah. we have seen a big pickup in our uh, in our quick lubes. Uh, and I know that you've seen a spike in volume of uh, concierge pickup and drop-off in general. Yeah. Mostly because it was started to be offered for free within 20 miles during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people are discovering that the best way to get your car taken care of is to send it to car daycare while you carry on with your life. It's the best. Have grandma and grandpa, Mark Miller, come pick up the kid. You the get car. a new car to drive. Yeah. yeah. They, they leave you with a better, cleaner car kid for the day <laughs> who behaves and treats you better than your own kid. Your own kid goes off to daycare, gets taken care of, and comes back happier. Clean. Yeah, right. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, a little tune-up there. <laughs> it's washed, <laughs> uh, fed, and it's ready to go. And, and that's what I think of when I think of uh, pickup drop-off services. It's going to grandma and grandpa's for the day, and I don't got to worry about it. Yeah. If there's a problem, they'll call me, and then we'll talk about it. But mostly it's just... I'm jealous. I don't get to use the service. Being at the <laughs> store all day, I just drive in, leave my car there. I don't, I don't get to experience what that's like, but I know it's a big help for a lot of people. We do get a lot of great comments on that service that we offer. So Yeah, you work at the daycare. Yeah, I, I'm, I am the daycare. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you can take, care, you can take advantage of that. Uh, you don't have to win the pickup drop-off. Uh, that would be nice if you did, but you can always take advantage of that service. Uh, they come get it, take it in, take care of it, bring it back to you. And yeah. if you need, they leave you with a loaner. We work on all makes and models, too, on, on the Express, so come get your oil change if you're due. Doesn't have to be a Subaru. Does not. Yeah. Yep. So get top-notch service. If you've got that, you're about to flip it to 300,000 miles, no better place to bring it than to the experts. Come on down. All right, 855-340-ZONE. Uh, as far as a poll question goes today, 
I, I want to know where people sit, and it's not really a car question, but it, it plays into some of the things going on in the car world. I want to know where people sit on their reacclimatization. What's the word I'm looking for? It's a big word. Uh, how you're getting readjusted. There you go. Are you? Have you abandoned everything and gone both feet back into the, the river of no masks and and because today is April 10th and yeah, the mask mandate. Today the mask mandate goes away in Utah. Well, except for Salt Lake City and Moab. Right. The hotbeds. The hotbeds of, <laughs> <laughs> of tourists, honestly. In the but state. yeah, how, how have you been? Are, are you just flipping a switch or are you kind of like easing into it? So it, it helped to have had COVID. Yeah. I got COVID the first week of February uh, and that helped. I don't want to say I, it didn't let, put my guard down. But it definitely opened my eyes a little bit and relaxed me a little bit to see that it's not always a death sentence. Sure. And that uh, for the most part, we can get through it. Honestly, it made me, uh, I'm, I'm much more easygoing when it comes to like the grocery store. I used to lose my mind to people that went down the wrong way on the on the aisle at the oh, grocery store. Oh, you were one of those guys. I, I was. Oh, okay. And then having I'm glad COVID, I didn't run into you at Walmart. And then having COVID, I was like, yeah, I don't think the one way arrow at the grocery store was really saving lives. Yeah, I don't think that was doing much. There's a lot of things in there that we just did. I used to, know? I used to when I'd pump gas into my car, I used to wipe off the handle and and wear my mask. And nah, now if I'm outdoors, that mask is off. Yeah. I went to uh, I went to see my brother in Les Mis at Hill Center Theater last week. Oh, cool! Uh, and it was Hill Center Theater has been under heat the whole pandemic because they pretty much operated at full capacity the whole time. Okay, uh, and it was full capacity, uh, and but everyone was masked, and they were very they made sure that your mask was on your nose and your mouth the whole show. But when we were standing outside waiting to go in, everyone I was with was wearing their masks, and my, I, mine was in my pocket. And I didn't think anything of it until my wife was like, hey, you should probably have your mask on. And I was like, why? We're outside. And, yeah. And, but then I could see everyone's eyes looking at you. The like, social pressure was coming that, down on you. Look at that guy over there. He's an anti-masker. We know who he voted for. <laughs> and all that, all the judgment. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I pulled it out and put it on. And I was like, this is dumb. But so I'm not full f- two feet, no mask, burn the masks, jump back into life as normal. But I'm also not uh, what I used to be, where it was, I wore, I uh, showered three times a day, I washed my hands seven times an hour, I uh, had my mask on, I used to wear long sleeves and pants at the first of the pandemic, I used to wear gloves. I still wear gloves. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I think the gloves I'm going to keep doing, like especially on appraisals. You don't want to know what's in some of these cars. Well, sure. When you're, but, but like I, I would wear gloves here. To oh, like okay. type on the computer and, and use the little mouse. Yeah, that's not that's needed. Not needed. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's but I think a lot of people went through that kind of transition yeah, where we yeah. did. We went maybe a little overboard. Oh, um, I definitely was. You yeah. know, which it was probably the right call at the time because we didn't know a lot about how the pandemic was going to go, how the virus was going to spread. But I think as people realized it was more person to person contact and less surfaces, which. I think the CDC finally came around to the other day and, and said that, yeah, it doesn't really transmit off surfaces. You can stop wiping everything down with Lysol wipes. But, yeah, my my hands were pretty pretty chapped there for a few months oh, yeah. where I was washing my hands a million times a day. And, you know, I'm, I'm probably still overwashing a little bit, but I'm, I'm a little more like you where if I'm outside, like I'll go skiing and I'll pull my mask down while I'm skiing. But then if I go in the lodge, I'll, you know, I'll have my mask up and – you know, situational awareness, I think, is important. Know, know where you're at, how many people are around you, what the ventilation's like. It's still not over, but no, yeah. we're, you know, trending in the right direction. And you We've know, learned a lot. Yes. A, a lot and on, a lot on how to treat it. And, yes. And the death rates have gone way down, and, and I think that's ultimately the, the most important thing. Yeah, and as long as you're not taking the AstraZeneca vaccine, you're good. Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, are you going to go there? <laughs> well, I was just listening to a report about the, the blood clot issue with the AstraZeneca. Now, there's something to be said about yeah. that. There are some, yeah. some reports there that they're looking into. But, but that's not in this country yet. No, no, that hasn't been approved for use here. And um, I don't think they've seen any reports on any of the other vaccines causing issues. So Nope. So get vaccinated, please. Yes. <laughs> it's a personal decision. You can make that decision, but if you're on the fence, I'm begging you, go get vaccinated. Absolutely. So that we can, and that's to the mask, you go in the lodge and put the mask up. 
that's why I still wear my mask. It's not for me anymore. It, it used to be. Yeah. I used to be like, okay, I'm going to be in my own little world here, and I'm going to not touch anyone or look at anyone or, or touch anything, and I'm just going to zip in and out and get what I need. And Oh, look, they're out of toilet paper still. Guess it's banana leaves for another month. Go back and go back home. Uh, but now I put that mask on just out of courtesy for everyone else in the store. Yeah, it's just not. I'm, I'm not vendetta guy. Vendetta guy. I'm not vigilante. I don't need to go in and cause a scene. I just yeah, go and get, get my to get my cracker jacks and leave. There you That's go. all I need. <laughs> uh, so call us eight five five three four zero zone. Are you all in or in the way? Just kidding. But seriously, where do you stand on the pandemic? Are you all the way back to normal life? Are you coming back, or are you not even ready to think about it? 855-340-ZONE. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the Subaru news. We touched on some things with Roger last week, but it's always nice to get your perspective as well, George. I want to start with the Wilderness edition of the Subaru Outback. Uh, and and the, it's the 2021 2022. 2022. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, 22. Because the and you can get on the list now, mm-hmm. but you're not getting the vehicle right now. Not yet. Tell um, us about what makes it special. What what separates it? Why should people think maybe I want the wilderness rather than another package? So the wilderness is a cool idea. You know, Subaru's been, um, you know, obviously the outdoor adventure car for a long time. Uh, the Outback's been the ultimate go-to-anywhere mobile that for, for people, but the Wilderness kind of just steps it up a level. Um, it, it increases the ride height of the car. It's about an inch higher, a little bit under an inch lifted. Um, it has some some bigger, knobbier tires on it, all-terrain tires. Knobbier? Um, what does knobby. that mean? It just a little, provides you a little more grip. They kind of have that bulky look, you know? Gotcha. Um, so it, it, a lot of it is a looks thing, but it also has some added capabilities, has some skid plates underneath. So if you're out, you know, you kick some rocks up, it's not going to damage anything under underneath the the car there but i love the way it looks i'm actually considering leasing one when my current outback leases do what's the what's the number one reason that you like how it looks the change um just a little more aggressive you know it's got the 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 bigger kind of body moldings on it as well um it's just kind of an upgraded look for the for the outback and a lot of people i think are gonna like it yeah i was reading a preview of it a few weeks ago and it said that it was just like a quarter it was it was like seven point Five compared to seven point seven uh, on the lift, the the Jeep that they were comparing it to, it's just point two inches higher than this Wilderness Edition. Uh-huh. And in my mind, I'm going, well, that's going to look silly. That's going to look ridiculous to to jack up a, an Outback that high. And then I see the pictures. I'm like, oh, if you hadn't told me that it was jacked up, I honestly probably wouldn't immediately recognize it. Yeah, they didn't overdo it. That was my first thought. Is is that they would just be going huge, and 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 they really just styled it awesome. I I I love the way the um, the, the Outback came out. So it's going to be the the first of I think a few editions. They're going to be doing a Forester Wilderness here in the fall. Um, but you'll be able to get your hands on one of these in probably July. I would say is kind of wow. when they're going to hit the ground. So yeah. Even with uh, the chip shortage and all that, we're to be determined. I okay. guess. I <laughs> mean, there, we're planning lo- on July. There's a lot of fluid things going on with that, right? I mean, oh. you're seeing so many manufacturers have to cut back on their production, cut back on their forecast for the year because of that. And I mean, it, it's not just auto manufacturers. I saw a report the other day that Apple's planning on holding back some of their releases on iPads and Macs because of the chip shortage and. They're the largest company in the world. They're a $2 trillion company. If they can't get chips, nobody can. Yeah, it's something I, I want to start learning how to build them in my basement because I'll be <laughs> a zillionaire tomorrow. Get a 3D, a really tiny 3D printer. <laughs> just just start cranking out the microchips. <laughs> we'll get into that and, and more of, of the, some pandemic a year later delays. I think that it's a lot. Well, maybe, and I'll ask you this. We do have a caller, but I'll ask you this whether the chip shortage will be uh, easier or harder on the industry than the pandemic was and is. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's a great question. But our first phone call, 855-340-ZONE. You call in, you ask a question, make a comment, tell a story. You'd be entered into the drawing for the oil change. And I haven't heard this man's voice in a while. Sarge Atanhut. Hey, it's nice to be with you guys. Good to hear you, sir. You doing okay? I'm doing great. Good. What can we you do know, for that, you? We bought that uh, scent touring model last November. 
Yeah. And my wife treats that like better than she treats me. <laughs> it looks like we just drove it off your lot. <laughs> wow. That's but awesome. It, that that car is beyond awesome. It does. It's got everything you think of. No, maybe there's some things that I I'm not thinking of, but that thing we had two outbacks before that new ones so is 15 and a 16, and uh, this thing is beyond awesome. Uh, it drives like a dream. It's very responsive uh, to every, your every move. Uh, it'll stop on a dime, smooth. And it's got so many luxury features that we don't even know how to use them all yet. <laughs> what? So you went from an Outback to an Ascent, and I don't mean to make 2016. I don't mean to make any assumptions about you and your wife, Sarge. But are you, it seems like that's going from a townhome to a mansion. How has that transitioned been for the two of you? It was. In fact, when I took her, I decided that uh, we was buying that, and she didn't know about it. So I took her down, and she sat, and she says, oh, I don't know if I can, this is too big. <laughs> but, you know, after we had it just a few, few days, uh, she got used to that. And it's not really that bigger, really. But it, it's got so much more leg room. You don't get cramped in it. That third seat is great. We don't use it third seat. We use it for, you know, a cargo. But if we need it for the grandkids, we can. But uh, it it was quite a step up. You wouldn't you didn't think it would be, but the uh, all the amenities and the options and the safety features and the fact that when you the first thing we had trouble getting used to go through a car wash. Guess <laughs> what? The light wipers come on. Oh, because they're automatic. The automatic when it, rain whenever, whenever it rains, the wipers come on. Well, go in the car wash, they come on. So, and you're messing around with it. When what do I do? What do I do? So then uh, it's too late to do anything. So I, I talked to the concierge, and they said all you do is just before you get in, you push the wiper handle all the way up, and bring it back down, and it'll turn them off until you want to use them again. Wow. Well, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. We're glad you're enjoying the ride. Uh, my wife, yeah. we, we went from the cross check to the Forester, uh, and we love the Forester, uh, but she's still in love with that ascent. I think it's going to be oh. uh, a war between her and I to, because I don't feel we need that much space, <laughs> but she's probably going to oh. win because she always wins. Well, it's not just the space, it's the comfort. Yeah. That's, that's the deal right there. Your leg room, and you feel like you're in a new world because you're not confined at all. First like, class flying, Like you're huh? in a smaller room. Yeah, it's it's amazing to the full extent. It is. And I'm not sure what they can do to make it better when they come out with a new model. Well, I, I, I just... I have I a few ideas. I have a few ideas, like a, yeah. a, a, a fountain drink uh, dispenser yeah. in, the, in the front, uh, unlimited yeah. Coke Zero. Uh, we could uh, have yeah. a, a, a toaster oven, always ready with a fresh sandwich. Massage chair. Oh, yeah, 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 let's yeah. just. Yeah. Like Super, are you listening? It yeah. Comes I, with a driver. Uh, yeah, the, these are ideas I have. I'd yeah. like a grill that well, rolls out of the back. That'd be great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, when I talked to uh, Jeff, uh, when we had her out back, I says, you know what? Why don't they come up with a heated steering wheel? And he said, well, I'll mention that. So when I told him we had that ascent, because it does have heated steering wheel, I said, is that because of me, Jeff? <laughs> 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 he said, I'll check into that. Yeah, no royalties coming but, your way yet, Sarge. But, Sorry. But yeah. the, main thing, the main thing I want to say, if anybody wants to buy a car, the only dealership they should deal with is... Mark Miller Subaru. We bought three new cars now. They got rid of my Cadillac for me, <laughs> which was a joke, my Eldorado, and uh, made it a planter box, I guess. That's all it was worth. And uh, you guys treat you like your family, and that's the darn truth. Oh, Everybody so that walks in the door is their family. And old Dave, he's the best. And Pete, He's better than the best. 
<laughs> along with all the rest. You Love guys it. are awesome. Thank you, Sarge. Appreciate it. From you. Thank okay. you so much. Appreciate you. Be well. Okay. Bye-bye. Sarge has been a part of this show's family since before I began the became became the show's producer. Since the beginning, I think, yeah. I think back to he and he Tom Barberi going one. back and forth yeah. <laughs> about that planter box Cadillac. <laughs> that was seven years ago now, maybe? Yeah. That was, and Sarge is always faithful to, to the show and especially Mark Miller Subaru, and it's not because he likes the show. It's because he likes how you guys treat him, and that seems to be the case a lot. We love Sarge, and we love all our customers, and, and, and Pete and Old Dave, they do a great job, so thanks for the shout-out. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. You get in for that drawing, 855-340-ZONE. Back to the, the Wilderness Edition. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be available uh, in the Outback. Are we thinking at later dates it'll also find its way to other models? Yeah, so they, they haven't shown it off yet, but they've talked about at least a Forester Wilderness. Um, so we, we know that that one's coming. I, I expect the same type of look, you know, with the, the bigger uh, uh, body side moldings and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's going to be a big hit for Subaru. I'm fascinated by the, and I, now I've spaced the name of the interior, not leather. It's not leather, but it's uh, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek. Star Trek, I think. I, Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the Vulcan, uh, whatever, and... Uh, the what's the I'm not a Star Trek guy. What's the bad people in Star Trek? Um, You're I'm, not uh, Klingon. Klingons? Yeah, yeah. Klingon. yeah. The, 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 I was improved. a Star Wars guy. I wasn't a Star Trek guy. <laughs> but I asked Roger because it, it's it's waterproof. You can just tose it right off. And I thought, well, that's gonna be feel like a windbreaker. Isn't it? And he said, no, no it's really it, comfortable. It, you know, it's, it definitely has a different texture than, like, leather does. Um, but it, And it's not fully waterproof. It's more water-resistant. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah you don't want to, like, just dump a— Can't go like, swimming. Yeah, you don't want to make your car a swimming pool, and then <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fine. But, no, I, I, I like it, and I think for the, for the wilderness, you got to go with that. You know, you're going to be trekking mud in, throwing your backpack in, your dog. I mean, who, you, you don't want that your on your child. nice leather seat. Your child. Yeah, we just talked about them being the messy. Dogs are cleaner <laughs> tell you that dog dogs you don't have to worry about half the things children pick up and put on and so yeah and you can just wipe it right off it's pretty cool all right so the wilderness edition uh it, it's out there available for you can get on the list uh to to get that when it becomes available now let's talk about the chip shortage the chip shortage what? is halting the world yeah well i don't know if halting but slowing slowing for sure i mean how many technology companies have sprung up in the last year because of COVID and how how hard of a time are they going to have now because they can't get their hands on basically the product that, that they need? So tell me first, why is there a chip shortage? Why are we having trouble making more chips? Well, you know how we were talking about how everybody was doing Zoom? Yes. Well, everybody in the world, including myself, upgraded their cell phone, their <laughs> laptop, their iPad. They got a new TV because we're all spending so much more time on our devices, right? And we realize, oh, this is a piece of junk. Yeah. You know, I need something that I can actually zoom and do my backgrounds Stimulus in. Stimulus money. Yeah. Here, here, I come. here we go. Yeah. So, you know, th- that really drove up the demand, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, that th- There was a huge demand spike on the, on the chip side. And unfortunately, a lot of the automakers, when COVID shutdowns first came on board, they canceled their orders because they were facing the abyss, right? We didn't know what was going to happen. Sales had plummeted more than 50%. Uh, there was inventory starting to pile up. I mean, we were talking about it, how, how we didn't know how many cars we were going to sell throughout the year. It ended up being a lot better year. The demand came back very quickly. Um, I mean, us at, at the store, we were down a little bit in, in March and April, but then really come May and June, we saw regular sales demand to where we were. And I think a lot of manufacturers were, were surprised by that when they initially canceled their orders. The the device manufacturers came in, the Samsungs, the Apples, the, you know, those guys came in and picked up the extra um, supply, basically. And, and now the, man, the auto manufacturers have kind of left holding the bag there. They don't have, they put in new orders, but they don't have the capacity to build it. There's only so many foundries. There's only so many factories that that go out and build these. And unfortunately, there was, I think, three or four weeks ago, there was a fire at one of the the largest Japanese auto chip uh, manufacturers. Oh, good. So, So that plant, yeah, on top of everything else, that shut down. And it gets even better. Then the cold snap in Texas where the deep freeze came. Yeah. 
and shut down Texas basically for a week or two. Unless and a lot you went the, to Cancun. Let, your family. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, that shut down a lot of the chemical uh, manufacturers, which yeah. they make plastics out of and use basically the, the raw materials from that to build chips. Ugh. So supply chain after issue after issue after issue it's going to it's going to snowball at one point and it's going to become a, a big issue where you're now seeing a lot of manufacturers having to shut down their plants just because they can't get the chips well and so what i'm reading from you as i ask this next question i, I think your answer will be not yet but maybe someday is this worse on the industry than the pandemic wasn't is it could be yeah i guess is the answer we don't know that for sure yet um they're scrambling right now to to find a solution and depending on on what happens you you could see some manufacturers i don't think Subaru will be one of them i think toyota has has come out and said that they're in, in better shape than than a lot of others um but some they just uh, had microchips under their mattresses or something and well it, it all depends <laughs> what how, how many orders they canceled how deep they went with those cuts gotcha. how, how aggressive they were on on the rebound but yeah you're gonna see some manufacturers take a bigger hit than others i wouldn't be surprised if some are down 20 30 percent uh yeah uh hyundai has uh, announced a, a shutdown because of the the global chip shortage uh, GM has uh, announced a bunch of plants being put on hold again and shut down, and it's not good. It's not horrible yet. It could get there. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me, honestly, of a year ago when everything was halted from toilet paper to cars. Yeah. Because with this was a new virus, and we didn't know it and how dangerous it was going to be, and everything. Everyone got sent home, and everything got shut down. And so even if your plant stayed open and were ready to work, the materials coming to the plant weren't coming yeah. because down the supply chain, there was it was broken. Yeah. It was shut down. And I'm seeing the same thing. So it's almost like tell as old as time on the chip shortage. Uh, it's, not, it's not like some big weird reason that there's a shortage. It's just this is the world we're in. Everything eventually catches up with one shutdown. The, the big difference between now and a year ago is now we know there's light at the end of the tunnel, especially with the chip shortage. We know that by the second half of the year, things will rebound and, and they will have the supply needed. Mm. So it, it's not as much of an, un, an unknown as it was a year ago where we didn't ha have a forecast basically for the year. We, True. Yeah, we thought we knew, but we really had no idea. Now we're in a, a spot where we know, okay, come third quarter – things will rebound things will get back to to regular supply we subaru is not really forecasting a sales decline for the year they're just going to make it up more in production in the second half that's a great point because you could probably somewhere within the company whoever's job it is uh can probably get a ballpark number from the chip supplier yeah six months from now what is your idea of how many chips we'll have that, you're, that you'll have, and then you can do the math, okay, then we'll have this many more cars available, mm -hmm. whereas last year you had none of that. None of that, exactly. It was just so, day by day. So I don't think it'll be as bad as, as COVID was, but it really depends on how well they planned for it. And then before we take a break and while we're talking about shortages and stoppages, did that ever given ship, did that cause any problems with the auto industry specifically that it, you're aware of? I don't think it would have helped. I don't have any specific details of anything that it that caused problems with, but as everything else, there that really was trade between Asia and Europe. So it maybe hasn't affected as much of our North American operations, but I could see where it would have affected the European operators, um, but especially yeah. the you know the suppliers in Asia. But so that wasn't a that tr that ship wasn't full of. New Subarus coming to Mark Miller Subaru. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't know how it would get here on Ever Given. I'm not sure the River Jordan could handle it. But, or Jordan River. River Jordan. What was this, primary? All right. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Give us a call. You'll be entered into the drawing for a oil change when you share a uh, story. Tell a, a, or make a comment or uh, ask a question. 855-340-ZONE. Still got to run this crazy... Subaru driver story by George. Uh, if you've got a chip in your windshield, fix it and fix it now because what this person did is the absolute wrong thing to do when you have a chip in your windshield. And then also uh, Tesla is in the news because they always are. But their self-driving test, they've done something that 
I, I've, I'm going to tip my cap at Tesla for maybe the first time ever. I think they made a good moral decision and made history by doing so because they never make the good moral decision. We'll talk about that and more next on Utah Car Sense. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, welcome back. Utah Car Sense presented by Mark Miller Subaru. I'm Austin Horton here with George Roska, general sales manager of the Midtown store, uh, 35, 35 South State. Uh, let's talk for a moment. Uh, we mentioned that Salt Lake is holding on to uh, the masks the statewide mask mandate lifted today. Salt Lake County or city? Salt Lake City. Salt Lake Excuse city. me. Yeah, yeah, Salt Lake City. Uh, it's, it's Mayor Mendenhall. Yep. Uh, she's saying uh, still masks in Salt Lake City and Moab will hold on to them. But technically, your locations there are not in Salt Lake City. The, the Midtown store is in South Salt Lake City. Yeah. And the Southtown store is in Sandy. Yep. What is your plan going forward with the masks? So we are going to follow CDC recommendations. Um, we, we have been the whole time during the pandemic, and uh, we're going to continue doing that. And uh, for, for the moment, the CDC is recommending that uh, we still wear masks indoors. Um, if there are people within close proximity with each other, which there, there would be in, a, in inside a dealership. So we are going to continue wearing masks as employees. We're going to require them for our customers if they are indoors uh, at any time at Mark Miller Subaru to wear a mask. Um, if you're outside looking at a car, you know, feel free to, to, to not wear a mask. We're, we're outdoors. But uh, yeah, in, in, inside we're still gonna do that. So that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. It shouldn't be earth-shattering or earth-breaking news, because as you mentioned, this is what you guys have done the whole time: is follow what the experts say to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the I think the state mandates they they had their purpose because um, a, a lot of folks I think were, were refusing that. Um, but uh, we're gonna keep following the experts, like you said. And I think for the for the time being, it's still smart. Uh, while while most people aren't vaccinated yet, to keep wearing the masks, uh, yeah. be vigilant. There's these new variants that are spreading that are a little more contagious, and uh, so you know, uh, do, my, your, do your part. My complaint about the mask mandate and the lift of the mask mandate is the language. It's the same complaint I had about the original uh, plan with how they were announcing. COVID, uh, moderate, high, low with colors, uh, and, and, and what that meant, it didn't mean that you had a less likely chance of getting it that day if it was yellow. It just meant there were less cases. Yeah. At, at, and I've, I'm kind of upset, not mad, but just perplexed that the state isn't doing more educating this time around when they say the state mandate is being lifted. I think people hear those words and go, no more masks. Some people will. And I wish they would change that language and say, look, and just be, be honest and say, we put the mandate in because not enough people were wearing masks by choice. Uh -huh. So we put this mandate in. But we also don't want to live in a dystopian society where we have to tell you what to do all the time forever. So we're lifting it, hoping that now you've acclimated to wearing a mask and you'll hold on to it. And the stores will still do it, and, and we'll, be, we'll get through this without us having to wag our finger in your face and say, do the right thing. Sure. Now, that's a longer title than statewide mask <laughs> mandate being lifted. But what? I just I worry people hear that and go, well, the state said I don't have to wear this mask in here, George. Sure. And, and unfortunately, you will see some of that happen. What I think is, is really funny and maybe a little bit hypocritical of the state is they're lifting the mask mandate. But they are going to continue in state-owned businesses <laughs> to require masks. So the state is saying masks, we're still going to require them in businesses that we own, the liquor store, the DMV, et cetera, et cetera. But the rest, we're not telling you, the rest of society, what to do. Each individual business should decide for themselves. Yeah. Kind of. And, and, and us, Which is what they had tried at first last year. Yeah. And I criticized Governor Herbert for kind of dragging his feet on getting a mandate out there. Yeah, we were one of the last states to have one. And he kept saying week after week, I'm hopeful people will just do the right thing and do it on their own, and eventually he had to issue a mandate. Yeah. Uh, and, and he got now, a lot of heat for it. He did. He got heat from both sides for not issuing it and for issuing exactly. it. Exactly. And now it's kind of, it's as we put the brakes on and then go in reverse with this pandemic, uh, and I mean back to normal society is, is what I mean, then you have to go back to that step of, well, it's not a mandate, 
but it's still recommended by the CDC. I think this is really what what has shown me is that there's really two types of people out there in society. Those that are going to do what what is recommended without being forced, basically, without being prodded into that. Mm. And and just by telling them, hey, this is what we recommend. And then there's those that think any minor inconvenience, they shouldn't have to deal with it. And it's not their responsibility. And I think of myself in those terms. And I'll bet I'm that way. I'm one way with some things and the other way with other things. And I think most people are. Yeah. I think I think it's it's a duality in that. Yeah. But I think with that, you've seen it very evident in, in how people have reacted, especially with the masks. Like, I don't live in an HOA community for that reason because I can't stand to have someone, some little bitty coming over and saying, your grass is 3.4 inches tall instead of 3 inches. <laughs> yeah. But when we're talking about things that matter, I'll follow the rules and I'll do the right thing. Yeah. Uh, and that reminds me of the car thing uh, where it relates to cars is we saw uh, an experiment in this uh, psychology here in the state where we lifted the state-required safety tests. Mm-hmm. People are still supposed to take the responsibility, have their cars checked for safety, have their tires changed when they're bald, get brakes fixed when they need to be fixed, but the state is no longer making you do it. Sure. And I think that experiment showed that actually a lot less people are going to do the right thing unless they're forced to do the right thing. Cor- correct. So I, it's it's just weird that we think, well, eventually we'll all do the right thing without being told to, and then eventually we have to be told we to. We want to believe the best in people, right? <laughs> we, we're, we're eternal optimists, you and I. And, are, oh, and, we, I am? Oh. Is <laughs> that news to you? <laughs> Let me check the email. Oh, yeah, there it is. I, today I am an eternal optimist. Sorry. I was going <laughs> I thought it was the weekend. I, let's rein it back in here, Austin. Yeah, Eternal optimist. I've never been accused uh, of that. No, but I think... <laughs> All, all kidding aside. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're we're here, and we've done it for this long. Just hold on, do it a little longer. I I don't think it'll be forever. It's gonna. We'll get there. We'll we'll get we'll there. We'll get to that herd immunity, and we'll be fine. Yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you have a question, a comment, or story, you'll be entered to win the uh, oil change at the end of the show. All right. I told you about a Subaru that had a cracked windshield, and someone didn't do the right thing about it. In, in fact, our Forester has a cracked windshield. we got to get that fixed. Yeah, come on it just, in. It just ha- well, not, it's not cracked. It's chipped. Oh, come in. Definitely come in before it yes. gets hot and it cracks all the way. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because chips uh, you can prevent and glue them together and make it and it holds fine. My car, my, my car I drive uh, mostly, it had a chip and I got it fixed. And the next day it was like five degrees outside. And my neighbor had a chip, and he didn't get his fixed. Mine didn't turn into a crack. His turned into a crack. Yeah. That extreme temperature that we experience here in Utah from hot to cold and back, especially, especially right now. Especially this time of year. Where it's snowing on Tuesday and 80 on Wednesday. Yeah. April in Utah, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so get those fixed. But this person did not. Uh, in a post noticed by The Drive, the Montana Highway Patrol revealed Trooper James Beck recently came across an outback which appeared to have been involved in a prior accident. While there's no word on what caused the damage, you can see the incident destroyed the driver's side headlight, front fender door, or front fender door, and windshield. Despite the extent of damage, though, the owner continued driving. And if you saw a picture of this uh, Subaru, it is completely shattered. Uh, well, it's, it's intact still, but you can picture a shattered windshield that's still holding on with the tape, yeah. except right in front of the driver's viewpoint, <laughs> they knocked out a hole uh, through the windshield. And this person drove this car across several states this way before uh, 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 an officer noticed and pulled them over and said, no, 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 no. You can't do this. This car went uh, through three states before it got to Montana and this Montana trooper stopped it and said, no, you can't. It reminds me of that uh, scene in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles uh-huh. when Michael McCann, McKean uh, pulls him over and says, do you feel this this automobile is fit for travel on the highway? I do, sir. I, I really believe that. Yeah, I could just you imagine. You have no working gauges. Yeah. <laughs> Your car is melted. And this guy's like, oh, I can see. I can see through this little hole here. I can just imagine the highway patrolman. Excuse me, sir. Do you know why I pulled you over? (laughs) Oh, I have no clue, officer. (laughs) 
Was I going a little fast? <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I going a little fast? Yeah, exactly. Good uh, Lord. So this, this car was impounded. Uh, the driver was ticketed. Uh, and uh, let's see. The Highway Patrol issued a statement that's pretty funny. It said, quote, at the risk of sounding too obvious, don't be this guy, close quote, with the picture of the, <laughs> of the car. So. Did they let him go on? Uh, it doesn't say. That would have been Says amazing he was if he was just like, all right, well, have a good day. <laughs> well, the car was impounded. Oh, okay, it did say But I don't that. know I if missed. they just left him on the side of I-90 out there in Montana. I don't know. Uh, did they give him a lift? Did they give him a ride? You'd I don't know. you think they at least took him back with the tow truck, you know? I wouldn't. I'd be like, <laughs> you're going to learn your lesson. You're going to sit here and you're think about what you've done. back. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. So pretty funny. Just get the get the windshield chip fixed before yeah. it turns into a crack. Come on, Outback owners, do better. Come on, <laughs> you're representing out here. The Outback Wilderness Edition is not meant for it to look like it's been living in the wilderness. <laughs> no, that's uh, we don't need that. Uh, also, let's talk about Tesla. They uh, have been doing some extensive self-driving tests. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've been on record. You've auto, been on autopilot. Record. That's not autopilot. Yeah, the name autopilot. I think is. Uh, I think holds some responsibility for death mm-hmm. out there. You shouldn't call something autopilot that's not autopilot. Yeah, and they'll have to answer to that when those things come come around full circle. And so I've been critical of them in that regard, but they have done something here where they have expanded their full self driving software to roughly two thousand Tesla owners, but some of those drivers have had their access revoked because they were not paying close enough attention to the road, says Elon Musk, which shocked me because it seems like he's kind of like do what you want, eat, drink, and be merry kind of guy. But he said FSD beta has now been expanded. We've also revoked beta where drivers do not pay sufficient attention to the road and no accidents to report to this date. It's unclear how many drivers were revoked access from the beta software, Tesla did not immediately respond to the question, uh, qu- that question. The beta version of full self-driving was released in October. Tesla's use of the term full self-driving has long been controversial, as we just talked about. They do say, though, to, to most experts, full self-driving means a car in which a person could safely fall asleep behind the wheel where an attentive human driver isn't needed. That's not this. Mm-hmm. That's not this. No. But they're still going forward with calling it full self-driving. But they also did the right thing and took that beta software out from the people who aren't paying attention. It's a small right thing to do. It's a small right thing. And the the key word here is beta, right? Yes. They're not saying they're going to remove them from the full self-driving capability when it launches sometime in the future, right? They're basically kicking them off the beta because they don't want bad data. I think this is more of a move for Tesla than it is Tesla doing the right thing just because they're feeling good about it in this case. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I, I think for their beta, they don't want people who, who, are pay, who are not paying attention. They don't want people on their phones. They don't want all that bad data to have to scrub out. Yeah. They, they want real good world data, and, and I think that's really the reason they're doing it. Yeah, you're a, you like soccer, yeah. right? You want a clean sheet on your beta report. Yeah. You don't want to have that own goal that that went by, yeah. and this would be an own goal. Yeah, to that's let a these people great analogy. Going. Yeah, uh, they also said that this month, April, they're going to release their next significant uh, uh, mark in uh, automation. Uh, it hasn't happened just yet, but Elon Musk did say it's not going to use radar. It's going to be just. He said, "quote Going with pure vision." Not even using radar. This is the way to real-world AI. My little finite brain can't wrap my head around that. What, what does he mean, pure vision? Are we putting human eyeballs in the car? No, he's talking about cameras. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but cameras are eyeballs for cars, basically, right? So like we do, in the, like we have the stereo cameras in the, the Subaru. A little bit different. I mean, it's similar technology, but I think that the Tesla camera uh, setup is a little more advanced. I see. Um, that, that than what Subaru's currently got going on with their their eyesight. Um, for example, so these are robot eyes. T- Tesla has cameras on the side of the car. I think it has cameras on the the, the rear that that also kind of do, do that full uh, 
full self-driving in quotations um, at, at the moment. But I, I tend to agree I on this one. I, I think radar isn't going to be the way of the future. If, if we can get the computer processing up to the level and, and the 5G networks to transmit that data, oh. there's a lot more data to be had out of a vision system, as he calls it, which is cameras, than there are with just a, a, a radar or a LiDAR sensor, um, which a lot of other manufacturers are going with. Gotcha. Well, then that does make sense uh, because you're going to rely on radar takes a minute to bounce back yeah. and send a signal, whereas a camera sees it and, and reacts. Yeah. So just like an eyeball would. I, I got it now. Okay. Well, I still don't know how close we are to this being a reality out on our streets. We're not. We're not any closer. It's still decades away. Yeah. And I, I'm fine with it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm thrilled with it. I love driving. I don't want a, my car to drive me around and not have a steering wheel. What? This is an auto show, not a the bus show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people mover show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what we are closer to, though, is we're getting closer and closer to an acceptable electric vehicle in Austin Horton's preferences. We're getting real close to that. When we're talking about, uh, we talked last week about a U of U professor that has found a way to more uh, more quickly, five times faster, charge a battery for an electric vehicle, uh, that means you could pull into a charge station and fill up in 10 minutes mm-hmm. or less. Uh, right now, it takes almost an hour yeah. to get your car back, and up, back up and running. We're also talking about l- more than 300-mile ranges. We're talking about, uh, and that those were the, and then the price, the pricing for me. So those were my three things. Charge time. How the life of the battery included in that, by the way, like how soon am I going to have to get a new battery in here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that the range is a big problem and the price. But now we're looking at this new marriage, especially between Toyota and Subaru and the electric vehicle they announced. What we're we're getting there, man. We're this close to me going. All right, I don't need combustion engine anymore. Yeah. I can I can safely know I can go wherever I need to go in my EV like I did in my combustion. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been a, a bit of a skeptic on EVs for a while, and for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, I don't want to spend an hour at a charging station. I don't want to have to replace my battery after a few years. And and the one thing that uh, the, the other big thing that I think is coming in, in, in batteries is the chemistry itself and what is in the battery. Right now, we're, we're still in kind of the infancy of that, where I, I would say at the, the horse and buggy days. Okay. You, you know, because yeah. we're, we're still we're dealing. We're getting around. We're, yeah. But we're getting around to, to some really exciting um, news coming out of the solid state battery yes. field. Yeah. And I, there hasn't been any details yet, but there was rumors that Toyota was going to announce a solid state battery during the 2020 Olympics, which oh. didn't happen with COVID and everything. So... We're hoping, we, we don't know for sure, but we're hoping that the, the joint venture is going to go down that direction where they're going to be using the solid-state battery technology. That would be a game-changer. Cool, because then you don't have to worry about uh, the, the fluids. and Well, right, right. so solid-state versus what we have now. Tell us the big differences between those. So right now, basically, you've got a, a, a liquid. It, it's uh, lithium-ion, basically, in the battery that's storing the charge. Uh, the the solid state battery is basically it, it's a it's a lithium metal, it's so so it doesn't have the the ion the the liquid basically going back and forth in the battery that's uh, going from positive to negative, the the cathode itself is, is a solid metal. So at that point, the electrons are just moving between two solids. You're not having that liquid chemistry in there, the potential to catch fire, uh, all the, the environmental degradation, the yeah. mining that has to be done. Yeah. There's so many things that, that it improves on by going solid state, along with the things that you mentioned, the charge time, the, the life uh, span of the, the battery. It's going to last much longer and charge quicker and, and really make it to where you and I are going to want to own one of these things. And then you, you did touch on it. Then there's less batteries in the landfill. Less batteries in the landfill. Yeah. It's, it's a win for everything. So that's that's key, I think, as well as that solid state uh, battery technology. But we're, I feel like for the first time, I feel like it might be a reality in the next five years for me that I might want to be in an EV instead of combustion. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm also still the guy that I think I want to own a truck, but never do. And I still have plans to own a truck. And then I look and see that they're planning EV trucks. Uh huh. 
Yeah, uh, Chevy just announced, I think, uh, an EV Silverado. Uh, Ford's going to do a, an F-150 EV. Obviously, Tesla has their Cybertruck. Well, Riv- forget about that thing. <laughs> yeah, that thing's ugh, horrid looking. <laughs> but Rivian, a couple upstarts. Oh, that Rivian, are, yeah. yeah. That are coming out. That That's a good looking truck. Yeah, uh, I think that they're toast now that Ford and Chevy are getting on board, though. Yeah, and Toyota and yeah. you know all the big boys, when they come on board, are, are going to kind of... You know, they can do it faster and quicker. Rivian's been ramping up to this for years, and I think Rivian has a has a good business model, and I think you will see them sell some trucks. Whether they become a big enough manufacturer to pose a threat to GM and Ford, ways to be you know to, to be seen. But hey, a lot of people didn't think Tesla would be selling as many cars. True, I didn't. I, I yeah. didn't either. Yeah. You know, so true. So uh, <laughs> we're we're getting close. We're getting we're not as close to self driving. But we're getting closer to acceptable electric vehicle reliability, in my opinion. There's a lot out there that think we're already there, and it's only going to get better. And that's that's your prerogative to think that way. I am not yet ready to let go of my combustion engine. I am ready to get into a hybrid, which I know you've got experience driving a hybrid. Now. Yeah, I've been I've been in one for about six months now, and I really loved it. And I would say about eighty percent of the time I drive it, I'm in full EV mode. So crazy. Yeah, I I think I have about four thousand miles on it, and I've put gassing it three times that's unbelievable (laughs) and that's and that that's where we need to be for for people like me to let go of the combustion engine yeah altogether and 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 i think that'll be the the midpoint when when you finally see the adoption of evs because that's when you're going to see people start putting chargers chargers in their house get the infrastructure built up I mean, remember, we need to build 50,000 charging stations in this country over the next couple of years for Ugh. for just the coming demand. Wow. Which looks like they're going to put in the new infrastructure bill. Um, but that's something that we can't forget about is we can't just start selling these cars without having the charging infrastructure or else everybody's going to be out of juice at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's like why you guys couldn't just immediately start selling hybrids. No one was trained on how to service them. Yeah, yeah. You we're still, have we're the only... Only Subaru store um, in in the really in the mid in the whole Intermountain West that sells it. We have people coming from Colorado, from New Mexico, from Idaho to buy hybrids from us. Um, and I, I think Subaru needs to see that there is that demand there. Yeah, and, and then train their people in those cities yeah. to service those vehicles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, eight five five three four zero zone. That is our one of Utah Carsons. He's George Roska. I'm Austin Horton. Get your phone calls in eight five five. 340 zone. We'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about a couple recalls. We'll talk about this crazy traffic jam in Georgia. You'll never guess what caused it. And a crackdown from the Highway Patrol this week. Uh, what are they cracking down on? We'll tell you that next on Utah Car Sense.